Howdy, everyone. Is it me, or is uh, the mass media just smashing your door down going, What do you think of this situation? We want your opinion. And then you give your opinion, or, or, or people start and they're like, Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're a Nazi. You're a liberal. You're a, you're a leftist. You're a communist. You're a... I mean, this is... Uh, again, I, it blows my mind how a lot of people don't see. If you stand there in the sidelines, you don't think you're being uh, brainwashed. You're out of your minds. It's, it's a little frightening. It's a little frightening. I was... Uh, I got a lot of stuff today, too. I got my wife. I have to uh, mean D talk for a while. I'm going to play that a little later in this. And it's really nice to hear her voice. And, you know, we, me and her talk a lot. We were, we were at, it was the end of the night. And we we're getting ready for bed. And um, we just, I just said, you mind if I hit record? And we went for it. And it was, it was pretty awesome. We talked about just, Marriage and relationship stuff. You know, we're going on, on 25 years. And it's it takes work. It takes work. Just like uh, being a CEO in a corporation or the head of any organization. So that, that I don't want you to think right off the bat that this is what today is going to be about. And this is what's on my mind. But there's a lot of things on my mind. But... um this whole madness I, there's nothing short of calling it madness madness at the end of the day every radio person has to fill up four hours four hours to them they're just taking they're taking their job off that that's what it comes down to hey what do you think about kneeling and this and that and the flag and are you disrespecting flag or you're not disrespecting flag it's complete madness. Oh, well, if you don't believe, well, then you're you're racist and you're you're a Nazi and you're you're this and the name calling and using words the way people are using them are really disturbing. And I I found something interesting. I did this. Uh, there there's a sport show I listen to because I'm a Mets fan. I love the Mets, so I I listen to Mets talk and. Yesterday, there was a guy who uh, wasn't normally on that channel. I mean, he is once in a while, but uh, the regular host wasn't in. And I wanted to hear about the Mets and what was going on with Terry Collins, their manager, and do they plan on getting rid of him, and whatever, whatever the talk was. And as soon as I go in, oh my gosh, it's the whole nonsense of the knee and this and that. But I started listening to him going... And, and it it hits something in me, and I I never ever talk about it. But he 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 talked. The host talked with such vengeance, and a lot of these guys talk with vengeance, and 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 a lot of them are scared too. Don't think for one second people aren't scared to say what they really want to say on the network. Because you will be fired. And that's the goof of it all. You know, that people say, well, uh, it's uh, freedom of speech. No, it's not. You have the freedom of speech to say what you want, but then you don't have the freedom to keep your job. It's really that simple. So the whole, you know, you're allowed to say what you want, but don't think for one second... You say the wrong thing, there's going to be repercussions, and you lose your job. So, I, I find a lot that, that, that's another silly hypocrisy of this whole madness. In the past, if a, if a guy said something, whatever... Uh, our president is a this, or the, I, I don't believe the players of this and that. They lost their job as an announcer, as everything. He must be a communist. 
So let, let, let me just explain where I'm coming from. These guys, they can't really say exactly. Some of, the, some of them have the nads to say how they really feel. But here, here's the thing. What is this all about? At the end of the day, what is it all about? They're trying to put it on whatever the, whatever the uh, president said. Uh, you know, the president. That's not where the root of the situation started. The root, the chaos, this whole thing started from one player who took a knee and when asked, he said, I'm doing it for the racial injustice of police uh, brutality. Now, I, we all, I, everyone listening, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that situation. Nobody. And I think that most people will also say that that's fine and good, but don't do it during the national anthem. And you could debate and scream and yell and look up every single right you have and it's it's just the the amendment if you are forefathers and the amendment of the this is you know if you look back to history and the way our country was formed and and you can just stop with all that let's get the common sense common sense what everyone basically knows and doesn't know Everyone knows when you go to a game, whether it's a little league game, whether it's assembly at your school to go see your child, whatever it is. You go to the ball game, and they play the national anthem. Everyone stands up. Why do you stand up? Is it just habit? Do you get that little feeling? Do you, I, I've been to Africa multiple times. I've been to Belgium. I spent three weeks in Europe, Germany, England, Scotland, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, been to Canada, South America. Australia, I've been all over the world. And I'm not saying that makes me an expert, but when you do that, there is a little bit of you when you go other places. And I'm always, I'm always open ears on every situation. And whenever you hear the national anthem, there, there's a part of me gets a little, little choked up. And I don't know why, because... It's your house. Is your house perfect? Is your family perfect? Of course not. Oh my gosh. I, I love my sister-in-law. And even if she's listening, which I highly doubt, she drives me nuts. She thinks she's so smart. And that's all she talks about is smart. She, every conversation, she drops the word smart. You know, they're so smart, and this is, I'm smart, and everything's smart, but yet she will say the dumbest comments I've ever heard in my life. And my daughter was going to, uh, you know, she's going to Florida, right? My daughter goes to college in Florida. In one, in one comment, she says, I can't stand these, these parents who are like, my kids want to go to Florida because they just want to be in warm weather. All right, so you just insulted my daughter, me, and my wife. And another comment, because my daughter's on the West Coast, she goes, if I had to go to Florida, I'd go to the East Coast because they're smarter there. What a stupid statement. How dumb do you have to be? But she's also one that... Every single time we see this person, she brings up politics. You've 
You never left your town. Whatever you went to college for, you have this little job, uh, you know, and now you're an expert on everything. And your way's the right way. That, that, that's the part that baffles my mind. Everyone thinks they're an expert. Everyone thinks they're right. Everyone needs to be part of a fad or the fashion or the latest and the trending. Trending is gossip. How many times you had a conversation where people go, um, I'm not one to gossip because you know it's not good and you know it's bad and you know you're stirring a pot and you're talking behind someone's back. I'm not one to gossip, but trending is gossip. It's gossip on a multimedia platform. That's all trending. Trending, sources say, and the latest of people, and this may... If you read any news headline, look for the words may happen and concerned, the possibilities. Those are all my manipulating words. So I can get away with putting a headline saying, Trump is looking for war. Or the pre- I don't even want to say Trump. This man is looking for war. And then when you read the thing, uh, it goes, these are possible threats and possibility of... Uh, n- possibility. There's also a possibility of other things. But they will... Ins- it's, it's a fear factory. And people just are not able to cipher through reality, honesty, and trending. Have you seen the latest? This just in. Breaking news. This kneeling thing. Now, I I have a little different perspective. Of two brothers that are officers. One's retired. Both are retired. One now works in a hospital. I have three nephews that are officers. I had a relative that's a parole officer. I have a nephew that was in prison. I have others that have had major problems. So I, I you know, I, I, I'm not religious. I don't go to, uh, I don't like the word religious. I don't go to... I, I go to church. It's not my favorite thing. I, I like when it's a good feeling. I can't stand the old biblical stuff. I, it's just me. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it bores me. If I hear one more time he walked and he died, for, I got it. But if that helps your soul into, you know what? I have a whole different looking. Like I sit there and I go, all right, if Jesus, let's say Jesus didn't exist. I have a hard time he walked on water and, and made wine. I have a hard time grasping that or believing it. I'm just, uh, that's just me. My wife will give you a different thing. Me, I, I, I don't, but if there was a person or was not a person that said, you don't judge people. You don't know what their walk has been in their lifetime. You have no clue that person you talk to what has led up to that moment in their lifetime? What pain they've endured? What abuses they have endured mentally, physically? That drug addict, you, you don't know why they're doing Maybe they're doing drugs because they were sexually assaulted or abused as a child and always feared saying something because fear was instilled. You, the point is you have no clue about another human's walk in life. Zero. So who are you to judge on them? And if you're going to talk about them, why don't you find ways to help these people? There's family members of mine uh, that, the same with the other one, they, they only help in death if, if you're ready to die. Other than that, it's all jealous and envy. I, I, I remember first getting our house, and my wife and I were so excited. We started with nothing. We started with zero. Absolutely nothing. We lived in an attic. And it was me and her against the world. A lot of people did not want us to get married. 
It was me and my wife against the world. And when we finally made it, and I finally got Saturday Night Live, people just saw that I got Saturday Night Live. They didn't see the years of just busting my balls trying to make it in smoky clubs and going around the world. And her, her sacrificing, parked outside of a club. My wife would park outside of a club in New York City because we couldn't really afford the parking. So she'd stand there at two in the morning while I'm trying to finish a set, sleeping. Ask any of the comics out there. Ask Jay Moore, ask, ask uh, Keith Robinson or Wanda Sykes. So they were all there. They all know my wife. It was a great time. And they all saw the sacrifice that me and her made. And then to finally make it to a point where we're, we're having a child and then we move out in the country and we got a place with three acres and, and a beautiful home and pool and then have family members come over. Same ones that are very opinionated. And just be jealous. Oh, why? This place is big. Why would you? That's your, you're diseased. You're diseased. You can't just root for someone. You always got to compete. That's your, that's, that's madness. Madness. So not to get too far off the subject, but the kneeling thing. This all stemmed from those very, very outrageous, there were, there were shootings or shooting. It was a couple. Started with the guy who raised his hands in the air. And the football players come out and put their hand, a couple of them, a handful, put their hands in the air. And they would, and they would, uh, and that was their thing. So that, that was it. When, where, fact-wise, fact. When it came down to trial, the witnesses in the own community said he never did that. He scuffled with the cop. Now, did he deserve to get shot? That's the... Uh, Unless you're an officer and you go to a neighborhood day in and day out, and this is where you're assigned to. My brother was assigned to two extremely, extremely harsh neighborhoods. Poor, violent, drug-infested, angry neighborhoods. That's where, they, that's where he started off with. My nephew went there too. And to hear them go, these people hate us. When I say these people, I'm not going to say a color because it has nothing to do with color, if you ask me. It's the environment. You know, my nephew ended up going into jail and prison, not because of his color, because of his environment and what he was brought up in. And so now you got an officer in here and then they don't care about the cops when you're in that environment. I remember things my nephew would say. I ain't afraid of cops. I'll just take it. I'll just take what I want. I'll take it. I'm going to have a nice car one day. I'm just going to take it. I said, what if there's an old lady in there? I'll just, it makes it easier for me. What kind of sick mentality you live in? It's, it's an environment. And to have to be able to go in that environment and, and police it? My other brother, the first time, one of the first calls he made, he was ambushed. He was ambushed. When going up the staircase, the man, and the guy kicked him down a flight of stairs. Kicked him down a flight of stairs. Uh, you, you, you think, you, and, and people have the audacity. And when, when I worked in, um, in Harlem, there was a call, there was a big thing there because the police were called and they were ambushed. Why were they ambushed? Because they just don't like cops. So this whole, this whole uneducated, one-sided thing of oh, you know, injustices. Where does the injustice end? Now, if that's the issue, you can debate that on every side forever and ever and ever. You can debate it for, until your face is blue and your head falls off. That's why, you're, that's why you're kneeling? That's why you're kneeling. But you're not going to go in detail. You just throw that out there? 
What about the injustice of my brother? What about the injustice of an officer that's shot in the face because he pulled someone over and he asked him to take his hands out of his pocket multiple times? Where's the mass media talking about that? It doesn't sell. It's not good news. People won't get into it. That's expected. Oh, if you go to war, you're expected to get killed. That's expected. This is my point is this, this can go on forever. But at the end of the day, I think everybody agrees. The majority, the democracy, a democracy is a majority. The way we vote is not a democracy. If I have 10 cans of Pepsi and 10 cans of Coke, and I say, let's vote on which is the better drink, and 14 of us vote Coke, and six of us vote Pepsi, Pepsi wins. You know why? Because those people voted for the Pepsi or were worth more points than the others. Yet, no one has ever changed that system. So you're not even a democracy when it comes to that. Do you see how the silly and the madness of it all, when you just sit down and think? Because there is no time to think. Your mind is infiltrated 24-7. Welcome to the Unexplained. From the time you wake up, you put on the radio, here's a news break. You put on your laptop, bling, what comes up? Breaking news. You're on your phone. Bling! All over Twitter, all over Facebook. 24-7, your mind is infiltrated. And you may think that you actually take time to, you know, no, I take time for myself to think about. No, you don't. Or maybe you do, maybe a couple of you do. The less plugged you are, the more your mind has a chance to just tap into common sense and see the madness that is infiltrated in everyone 24-7. When someone comes over your house and, and they're like, you know, Trump, 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 Trump. I don't care about Trump. I don't care about any pr- I, I don't care. They're not mowing my lawn. They're not, they're not next to me when I'm talking to my wife. They're not bringing my wife to treatments in Philadelphia for, for her cancer. They're not bringing my children to school. They're not teaching my kids how to handle a boyfriend, uh, how to handle uh, situations at school where they're bullied or someone's annoying. They're not handling that. They're not there 24 seven. They're not clipping my bed branches off a tree. They're not burying my father when he passes out. They're not wiping his ass when he's crapping himself. In the middle of a backyard party, people dry even in the background. All they're doing is collecting taxes, making a name for themselves, making billions of dollars and doing what they got to do. And there's nothing I can do to control it. You can protest. We're going to organize a protest. Tell me the last time something like that did something. I'm not saying don't do it, but tell me. When's the last time, you know, I was even sensitive when my wife got cancer. It's like, you know, you go on these cancer walks and they're beautiful and they're amazing. How much money can you raise? And I mean, like what? It's, how many, uh, you know, muscular dystrophy and, and this and that. It's all tragic. 24-7, your mind is infiltrated. I'm on the radio yesterday, and you can listen to it. It's on my Twitter thing. Someone put up, oh, here's Jim's take on the kneeling. Just listen to it. And when you hit that, and you hear the guy, listen to the, to the radio host. He goes into, are you saying that there's no racial? And I have to say, no, I never said that. If you listen to any talk show host, they always say, so what are you, are you saying you're against the troops? And No one said that. No one said that. You, you're, you're, 
You're creating something that's not. He brought up twice. And then, well, what about Trump and the racism? I said, we're not talking about Trump. We're talking about where this started. How can you not bring up Trump? I said, I'm not. You stop bringing up Trump. This has nothing to do with Trump. What we're talking about right now has nothing to do with Trump. And when, and I thought we had a nice, we went back and forth. I said what I had to say. I didn't get all out there, but I, I said what I had to say. Very calm, collect the way I'm talking to you right now. And then it was said and done. This is what scared me. How deeply rooted people are brainwashed. One of the Twitter, just one, just one woman. I, I deleted her and blocked her. She, she, she responded by saying, you are a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. Jim Brewer is a Nazi. You're a Nazi racist. So I was a Nazi and a racist that she's tweeting. And you should go. I dare you. Go on, Bill Maher. He'll eat you up, spit you up. And you're a Trump-loving bastard. I started laughing. I was waiting for my daughter to come out of tennis. And I started cracking up in my car. The guy next to me thought I was nuts. And I was cracking up because people filled rage and hate. And then it made me go, oh, so this issue, people aren't even seeing the issue now because now it's all about they hate Trump and they need a new angle to hate him more. And a lot of people for the, the, the unity of the ball players and blah, blah, blah. Now, at the end of the day, I, I, I said, what is going on? He called them, you know, these son of a bitches should be fired. Okay. Now, should he have gone that far? That, that's another debatable thing. I... I I wouldn't have said that. I just would have, me personally, I would have said, I don't care what your issue is. Don't do it during the national anthem. That is a time to recognize that good or bad, you have the opportunity to become what you have become. You have the opportunity in your time to make changes. That flag represents my father who's in the South Pacific for years. My cousin that never came back from Vietnam. For me, that's what it represents. For one, two percent, or people that hate Trump, or people that would have, no, it represents this, two percent. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. We all know what it truly represents. At the end of the day. And so we stand. So here's the veterans that are busting their balls somewhere. They're in Afghanistan. Whether that war makes any sense whatsoever. That's another whole debate. Iraq, getting shot at, getting killed, watching a friend bleed out next to them. And you're, your school is paid for because you can throw a ball. You throw a ball. You don't clean asses. You don't clean elderly assholes. Here, let me, let me help you out there. You don't help mentally disabled children. You're not helping the needy. You throw a ball. I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a fucking 130 hitter like LeFay or fucking Bavacqua who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. That's your gift. You snap a ball. You hit a man with pads on. That's your gift. You didn't have to pay for college. I got to pay for my child's college. A lot of you have to pay for your kid's college. Why does this person have to get a free ride? Why does this person get to be bussed and boarded for free? Who's unjustified here? Am I unjustified? Why, because I make a living? Now I got to be unjustified? I'm a Nazi? I'm a racist, and I'm a Trump lover. The point of the story is that woman is infested with brainwashing hate. You gotta unplug. I'm not even kidding you. You have to unplug. It's utter madness. Madness. I just couldn't believe. I I can believe, but it's it's comical.
when people are filled with that much rage over something you can't even what are you what are you gonna why do you do that to yourself If you want to make changes, you, 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 you do it, the ones that make you feel good. And if you're going to do it, have a, a beginning, ending, have a goal when it's over. Have a goal. Have a solution. I'm going to kneel down. I'm not going to stand for the flag. So take that. Well, why? Well, injustices. Well, then we can go back to the beginning of time with injustices. Oh, this country was founded on... Because there was injustices. Tribalism is God. That's what real humanity is. Tribalism. The village looks after one another. You go hunting. You, you, you keep the village going. There is no money. This whole money thing... You're, you're a slave. You don't make money under someone else's rule. Oh, you're, it's a job. You're slaved. You're forced to doing something you don't want to do. Most of us. The madness of it all is just, it, it, it overwhelms me. The people that came to help my wife during that whole uh, cancer thing, I, I don't even know half those people. I couldn't put a name on 98% of them. But they, in their own heart, from the church, organized a thing and would drop off dinner every single night, every single night. That made our family so happy. My daughters were like, oh my God, what did we get today? Well, lasagna again. So don't complain. We could have nothing. How exciting is this? It was, it was like a, a, a treat. It was amazing. It lifted us up. To them, it was about Jesus. So I'll never get into this whole, oh, you believe Jesus, how dare you? If that's what makes you do something like that. And again, like if it just, be a good human. Don't put others down. I listen to everyone, you know, the Jewish community, we do this and blah, blah, blah. Catholics, whatever. Don't judge your neighbor. Don't do this. Don't be an asshole. Don't kill. Don't steal. It's not yours. Don't take it. It doesn't belong to you. Now, those people that would come here and, and just give love to our family, I didn't even know them. A couple of my neighbors, someone that I've never met in my life, would come and they would leave. I would go on the road, and as a fan, you would stand in line and go, I just want to tell you, I'm thinking of your wife. You didn't have to do that. In the little moment, there's so many great things in life. And that's why mass media is meant to just install fear and, and blog your mind 24-7 because if those people really gave two rats asses about humans' well-being, that would be media every day. Just saturating you with good life, good soul stuff to make you a better human being, to make us all better human beings. So you can't tell me there's an underlying evil plot to it all. It's disturbing, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's mind manipulating. There's such great stuff in the world. So I just, you bring it down to what you, you can attempt to control. We all know we can't control anything. Some of us are gonna get diagnosed with something tomorrow. Hey man, you got uh, this thing and you, you know, we gotta take your leg off. Hey, you gotta take this pill, cause uh, either that, cause your arteries are clogged, and you gotta step up, bro. It's over. Well, some of us may get hit by a car. Who knows? You can plan all you want. We don't know what's gonna happen. Now, those people that helped me, they helped my wife, that came out of the woodwork. Now, if one of them voted for a particular person, are they now a Nazi? The media uses words like Nazi and hate. And KKK and, and like, do, does people not see what they're doing?
So now you do, that's what you are. That you're suddenly just a Nazi, sexist, evil, liberal, conservative, monster. We've just all been labeled. It's all one big labeled society with no thought process, no education on life. You just live a good life and it's all you can do. It's all you can do at the end of the day. And stand your ass up when they're doing the flag. Stand your ass up. I'm always going to feel that way. Stand up. I, look, I take my garbage out every day. And I knew how proud my dad was. For, for, for being in World War II. And he always made sure the flag was up. And I walk by it every day when I take my garbage out. Or when I drive by it. Look at that flag. I go, not just my dad, but so many people, that's what it stood for for them. And that's why there's no debate of what it stands for. Enough of us know exactly what the feelings are. There's a reason why you have Fourth of, Fourth of July parade and all that other jazz. So when you're, when you're kneeling down for a flag, someone who your college was paid for, you make money. I don't care how much money you give. Oh, well, they, give, they, they said they're going to give uh, their jersey money to. Please, how much you think they make on a jersey? It's owned by the NFL and by the team. So you're not getting. If, if they're selling a $50 shirt, you think the player's getting $50? He's lucky if he gets $4. If he gets any money. And then he puts 10% of that, all that. Oh, boy. $4 and he sold $1,000. What a good guy. Stand up. Go in the community. Do something good. Go in your community. Talk with officers. Try to, try to organize. Where's that? No one's got answers. Watch the media. They never have answers. There's never an answer. It's just what's right and what's wrong. And you're wrong and you're right. And you don't know nothing. And you don't know what you're saying. That's, you're just a pit. And you're hateful. And you're... Not one human being has said, look... Why don't we all get together and we build classes in the community and wear your body cam so you can see what the community and how they react to the classes and how they react to officers and how they react and what the officers are really dealing with in some of these communities and what some of the communities are dealing with officers. Let them wear cams. Put up more, more cameras. Let's see what it really looks like. You can't find an organization or that, that will, will help communication with this. How hard is that? How hard is it to plant your ass in a community? Especially you're making millions of dollars or let's say, forget the money. You don't need money to do it. You got your off time. You got you to gotta interview after the game. And you go, you know what? I'm really upset about something I read and heard in another state about a situation where I wasn't there. And it bothered me so much that I'm going to start going to communities or my community and I'm going to try to bond relationships. Wow, guess what? You just got the whole nation behind you. Everyone loves to get behind a cause, a beautiful cause, whether it's for something horrible or nice. Why can't that be out in the mass media? Why can't that be all over the place? It's not that hard. Set an example. Walk the walk. Thank you, Larry, for always... Bro, you gonna walk the walk or talk the talk? Madness. I'll say this again. I saw a statement, and I'm not gonna say by who or where, because it'll allow you to judge. And I, and I, I said on the Joe Rogan podcast, it, that, that statement changed my life. It said, one person could change the whole world for the better as long as they don't give a damn who took the credit. That's a, that's a powerful statement. It's a very powerful statement. Thank you, Mr. Bird in the background. He's telling me, preach, Brewer. Preach, Brewer. Either that or like one of his kids are nearby and he's pissed off at me. 
All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Let's do something good, huh? The fall's coming. Life is good. Let's go on bike rides. Let's uh, play wiffle ball games. Play horseshoes. Go out. Spend time with the family. Do something awesome. Do something awesome. You haven't talked to someone in a while? Give them a call. Say, hey, man, I miss you. Miss you. Let's get to... I, I just... Let's have coffee. Let's get together. Let's just talk. Let's, let's talk about family. Let's give hugs. This is life. Do yourself a favor. Just turn everything off. It's not going to change your life. Oh, I need to know what's going on. Why? Just why? Try six hours. Try two hours. If you can't do it, you're addicted. Just like being addicted to caffeine, just being addicted to anything. You don't need it. It infiltrates your soul. It's diseasing souls. Unless you're, we're not on this planet a whole long time, bro. We are not, we are on borrowed time. Your time is very valuable. And if you're gonna ingest your time, you got one shot of making your soul go, ah, isn't this wonderful? It's not as hard as you think. It's really not. So, like I planned, uh, like, like I promised you early before. So, my wife and I have been dying, me and Dee have been dying to uh, just do what we're going to call is the Marriage Warrior. Marriage Warrior Podcast. So, it started off, you're going to hear something about helmet. Now, let me give you a little backstory. Uh, about two years ago, and I've had golf clubs for a long time. Did I play golf a lot? No. I, hard, I think I played three games my whole life. However, two years ago, um, I met up with a, a guy from school, one of the kids' dads, and said, I will help you, to help teach you play golf. I'm a great golf player. And he started giving me lessons and then brought me out in a course. And then I did a charity event, and I started really getting into golf. And so now, you know, this is going on for like five months now. And I get asked to do a charity event and for, for a golf outing. And now I'm like excited because now I can putt and I can hit a ball straight and I'm, and I'm kind of excited. I'll probably most likely golf a 130, but I don't care because now I have a little bit of confidence. So I go to get my golf clubs And they're gone. Lefty golf clubs, they're gone. I come in, I go, D, where's my golf clubs? I gave them away. What? You never used them? It it was a, I was pissed. She gave them away. She didn't ask me. She just said, well, you don't use them. I said, I've been using them for the last couple months. And then Chad, what are you talking about? I don't use them. And she tried to make every excuse possible instead of just say, you know what, I, I should have never done that. And of all things, she gave them to the cleaning ladies. Which, no offense to them, they can't even speak English. And I'm going to bet they don't play golf and neither one is a lefty. So I was, I was pissed. I was really pissed that I wasn't asked. You just got rid of my stuff. If, if I were to do that to her, oh my God. Sorry, threw your shoes out. I didn't see you wear them in a while. So then recently, I've been playing baseball. I'm getting ready to go to the Mets fantasy camp because every year I play baseball now. And I've been practicing the last two months. I meet up with um, some guys. There's a guy uh, who plays in my band, Mike. He loves baseball. So me, my youngest daughter, Dory, and him, and we wear a baseball helmet that I, f- that I found in the garage. And we play baseball, and I throw a hardball, and we wear the helmet. God forbid, I don't want to hit you. We pitch to each other. I pitch as fast as I can. I practice with these other guys from the fantasy camp. And the other day, I go to the, the park with, my, with Mike, and I said, put the helmet on. He goes, there's no helmet in the bag. I went, what? That's, what are you talking about? There's no, the helmet was right by the bag. Oh, it's not here. And I looked all over, and then it turns out she 
Here's another item you gave away without even asking. Now they were my daughter's helmet, but the one helmet fit me. So I was using this helmet nonstop for the last six weeks. So again, I'm pissed. So that's kind of where we start off with this. And then we go off into subjects that marriage couples have and we get a little discussion. Now the discussion also is a little laid back. We're lying in bed and she didn't know I was recording, which I later told her I was recording because sometimes when you're recording, you kind of start sounding like this and you, you think about everything you say. I didn't want her to do that. To me, if we're gonna go in this marriage warrior project, I want her to be as natural as possible. So. Uh, excuse me for the low tone, um, but as promised, here's my wife, uh, me, and D. You know, let me know if you're into it. I, I know you will. Jules, you always let me know. Um, Melissa, all you guys. So, all right. I hope you like it. Marriage Warrior, first attempt. Here we go. Hopefully this uh, will send us in a different direction. Oh, this was another good subject. Asking your husband if this looks good on me. And I'm like, your answer is, yeah, yeah, just get in the car. <laughs> and I think that's really, I think it's wrong because you're the, you're the first and the last person that's gonna see me in this outfit. And I, I don't wanna be somewhere and be like, oh my God, everybody, like, I wanna feel confident and beautiful next to you when all you really give a shit is getting out of the house on time. Well, what if I, what about the times where I, I go? I think men care. So what? I'd rather you just go, don't ask me, I don't give a shit, and I'm not the fashion police. I, like, I am the last person to ask. Well, like. What about the times you ask and I go. You can't elaborate on this because we're supposed to be taping. Well, whatever, just in general. What if I ask and I go, oh my gosh, you look amazing. And you go, you're just saying that. Yeah, because that your pisses track, me off. Your track record. No, I, whenever I, if I know I look no, amazing. No, that pisses me off. When was the last time I said that? You haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, so you can't bring up old shit that. Yeah, but if you're going to talk to other people, that's the kind of stuff they all do. What do you mean? Other couples do, do that on a regular basis. If if she goes, how do I look in this? And you go, wow, you look really good. You're just saying that because anything where you say that. But I can tell. I can tell when it's it's in your delivery. Like, yeah, you look amazing. Are you ready? Like, <laughs> that's not why you said I'm amazing. But there's been times where I go, <laughs> we know wow, you. you look really good. And you go, you, you would say that if I wore whatever. Yeah, but that might be because I clearly know the outfit's not amazing. Very rarely do you have something that looks not good or amazing. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, th and this brings up another subject. If you're asking your husband for his opinion, don't question the answer if you don't like what he has to say. You know, like if I go, um, a subject just came up recently about schools and some, one of my friend's lives and she was getting really worried and anxious about making a decision for her children and her husband had said, Hey, this is all on you. You make the choice. I, I, you know, I don't want to be part of it. And it was stressing her out so much. I, I, my advice to her was go talk to your husband because men sometimes are less emotional and can make a better judgment call 
than us moms sometimes because we can get caught up in the emotional. She wanted her kids in a certain school. Is that what you say? Yeah, she she. Is this college or like regular school? I don't want to give too much information because I, I, I don't, don't want a particular one, person okay. to. This person, but it, well, that's an important question. School? Are we um, talking regular was, school or was, college? It was. Um, Regular school or college? Regular school. Okay, so this person goes, I want my kids to go to this particular... No, it, it didn't even have... To, it's not about where they were going. Uh-huh. It, it was a decision about what was going on in the classroom during okay. the time the kid was there. Right. And it was it was giving her a lot of anxiety about, make, about making the right choice, whether she should switch schools, keep her kid in that environment, right. um, all okay. this stuff. And, and she was the, having a hard time doing this by herself. Right. And I said, well, ask your husband because sometimes they can see clearer than we can. Sometimes they know when to wait things out or when to, you know, tackle it head on. Right. And I said, but if you ask your husband, you have to take his advice as he gives it. You don't try to go, but, 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 what about this? And what do you think about the, but, but, because then you're just throwing their, you're asking them for help, but then throwing it under the rug. Like, yeah, you know nothing because you're not agreeing with how I feel. Right. So I think it's a touchy subject about when couples try to communicate something to one another and you're not getting the right answer because that's just not what you want to hear. That happens a lot. A lot. I know it happens to us because I wrote it down. <laughs> you wrote a particular instance down? Yeah. Like um, what? No, that one was sparked from... Okay, you're not going to read it? No, that one was sparked with, like, from the whole, like, do I look... Does this look okay? Because I want you to say... I really want you to just go, no, change your outfit. Maybe if you added a sweater or a necklace, it would make it look better. Like, you're not going to give me that advice, though. So, like, if I know you sit there and go, you look amazing, I'd be like, you know what? That's not what I was... I know I don't look amazing. Right. Even though you think I look amazing. Right. Well, well, that's the opinion. No, I know. You asked me... Do you think? And if I go, yeah. I think when you say that, I'm not looking for your opinion. And that's why I get kind of angst. Like, yeah, no, I don't look amazing, and I didn't ask you for your opinion. Although in recent years, I would get annoyed and angry and voice my opinion when I say, well, don't ask me if you don't want my opinion. Yeah, we've, we've had those. We haven't had that in a long time, though. No. Not like me, but like, just like, you know what? Don't ask me if you don't want to hear my honest opinion. I told you this, this, and this. If you don't believe me, then don't ask me. But you're biased. Like, I I seriously can look like and smell horrifying. That's not and, true. Oh, my gosh. If I get if off the lawnmower. If you smell bad, I would know. If I, I, I don't sit there going, you smell great. No, but you would be like, you're, you, I mean, you, you're, you're seriously would like, you could look past all of that and just. Like have your eyes yeah. on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell you when you want me to say you want fib. But <laughs> so if you sit there and be like, oh my gosh, you look really good. It's like what? Yeah. That's not honesty. Mm, yeah, it is. No, because you're just looking at me like I'm meat. Uh no. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 with grass on it with little pieces of grass and and, and, uh, and, uh, and the crevices and the headphones and I love my headphones can I just tell you that is the only clean part of me after I get off the lawnmower it's really funny what were you saying before though right before oh how if you ask your husband or your or your spouse away for the real opinion no, yeah, no, like, take it. If you're so looking this, for advice... If this person said... Instead of pacifying your feelings... So this particular husband, did they say... 
Did they give an answer? No, I didn't actually. You, finish, you don't I know the answer. Out. Okay. Yeah, I didn't find okay. out. Okay. But it's funny because I don't know if she asked him because I think she knew what he was going to say. And again, there's pacifying my feelings because I'm totally stressed out and right. I need you to be on board with me. Or I don't want to hold this baton anymore. I need you to, here's the baton. I'm passing it to you. Do whatever you want. Right. Um, I think it takes, like I remember when we, when we picked, um, Gabby's high school and I came home and I was like don't ever let me overrule you again I feel like like that was also choosing the right school for our kid like I I but that was those were the dark ages too those were the dark Mm -hmm. times where like I didn't trust your and have faith in your opinion and I really wish I had not you know. Could, I don't think it was faith in my opinion. I honestly think it was more. You were sticking to what you want, no matter what. Yeah. And not Which doing my ultimate, opinion. It's like I'm doing no, this. No, it what ultimately had. You had an opinion in there. I know, but I, I just personally think like this is what I want, and this is what she's gonna do. Yeah, but you did that with and homeschooling, I and I your, kicked and screamed. Yeah, that's true. Like I. Right. That's true, too. Boy, I had to pray about that one hard. I I still apologize to her for that one. Who? Gabby. No offense. No, no. Listen, don't get off tight. I'm just saying. I'm not getting off tight. I always go because she would try to say, like, like, it was me. That was my thing. Trust me, that kid's gonna turn around one day. No, no, no. She loves it. No, she already is. She already is. But I always go, don't look at mom as she was the. That was me. That was all me. And that was my big, radical, uh, whatever. That 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 was that was all me. It is so funny how those four years. were incredibly easy and I thought it was going to be a catastrophe and she's getting 90s in college right piece of cake piece of cake and, and it baffles me that people are afraid of homeschooling their children because well, a lot of, of them don't have the society time. Yeah. feeds that issue. Right. It's all society feared feelings and un- until you actually do it for your do it for your own kid. Yeah. You really can't say anything. Well, people only base their opinions on nothing that they lived. That's why I said it. There are society-filled fears. Nobody's doing that. Just, yeah. Why would you do that? Those children are socially awkward. <laughs> they are? They're like... They have no social time. Oh, my gosh. You think she's in a closet? I didn't have any social time. Right. That kid was 16 hours gymnastics. Yeah, she's all over she, the place. She did more... Outside school stuff. Yeah, softball, gymnastics, uh, basketball. She was in everything. Everything. Painting. Whatever, though. That's. Oh, I don't regret any of it. I don't either. Not a, not a once. I wish. I do wish I had like more fun. Like the the other two were just so small. And yeah. I, I wanted to do field trips and fun stuff. and We did a lot, though. She did a lot with you. You took her on, You started taking her on the road around that time. Yeah, I would take her on road trips. But, like, you would mm-hmm. take her and little pumpkin picking stuff. And yeah, s- not really. S- you were terrible. 
You were the worst. (laughs) (laughs) You dropped the ball. She's scarred for life. I would, I would yell at her for reading. Put that book down because she's supposed to be doing her homework or something else. Right, right, right. She was so supposed to be studying and oh god, doing other homework, and she'd be locked up in her room reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the amount of books! Can we get more books? Like I never, in a million years, thought I would yell at my kid for reading. Stop reading! (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to get educated, you dope? You gotta do science. No, like she wasn't reading the books I wanted her to read. She was reading, you know. Things she wanted to. The Boy Down the Street or (laughs) some stupid tweeny novel. But she was reading. But she was reading. Yeah. I mean, no, trust me, 80% of the books were awesome read reads, but... And then the phone came into her life, and we never got her back. Yeah. That's life. I hope she gets that love back. What love? The, just holding a book in her hand and turning the pages. I think she still does that. I, she'll do it when we're on vacation and at the beach. She does do that, but no, I that think phone just monopolizes her. Yeah, life. well, that's that's life. I'm sure your parents said the same thing about you, and you would take your phone off the wall and with the long, wiry uh, thing that was attached, and you'd walk to a closet and lock yourself in it and talk with a 15-foot cord. Oh, my gosh. I remember. And your mom's going, what? I don't know. Who the hell is she talking to for two hours on the phone? And look how look how obsessive we all are about keeping in constant communication with other people. What do you mean? Well, back in those days, I remember being on the phone. My friend and I would just sit on the phone for two hours watching television. I would fall asleep on the phone. During what, those a girl? Two, during those two... Yeah, my friend my friend Kelly. And during those two hours, what if somebody's trying to call us? You get a busy signal. Right, it's just busy. Busy. <laughs> right, there is no... That's all you would get. Like, there was no... It was so aggravating. Urgency to... No. I have to... You know, if it was that urgent, you called the neighbor. Right to walk now, it's like if it's ten minutes. It. If it's ten minutes, I get fourteen question marks. Hello, <laughs> where are from you? you? Dead? Hello, are you dead? Only like, because you. Sorry, answer- my phone was off for twenty minutes. Oh, only because you answer everybody else in the world in a hot second. No, you don't. I- if I go work out, I don't have my phone with me. I, I'm like one hour. The world can sacrifice. How am I? Why would I text you while you're at work? You have text me in because while I, I nev- worked out. Yeah, but it's usually because I don't know where you are. Ding dong. Uh, all right. Well, which I still want to know why you don't add your stuff to the calendar. I always forget my workout. That's all. Oh. Should we keep going? Listen, we talked about a lot today. This was a long one, but um. It just needed, for me, it needed to be said. And I hope you, ha- I thank you for listening. I really look forward to the next couple weeks. Fall is here. I'm going to go visit my daughter, which we didn't even get into uh, this Sunday. I'm flying down. She asked me if I come visit her. I'm going to go see her. Then the whole family's going to go see her the third week in October. My wife and I have a, a quick Hawaii trip coming, literally two nights. I have a private show there. So there's gonna, we may be able to pull off another segment there. We got a lot to talk about, and I love, I love just having conversation with you. You know, if you're just tuning in, and you think I'm gonna be funny for the whole hour and a half, and you want to hear uh, Sonic Live, and I'm like, that's, that's that's not who I am. This is Jim Brewer, the person, the human. I make mistakes. I have opinions. You have opinions. You make mistakes. We're just trying to get by. 
at the end of the day. And it's good to have someone to talk to. And I'm really glad I get to talk to you. So thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. I'm off to Pennsylvania tonight, tomorrow, and, the next, and then I'm going to the Turning Stone Casino, I think for the fourth or fifth time in the last four years. Love that place. And then Morristown, New Jersey. And uh, I will see you all. And Winnipeg. Winnipeg. And I'll see you all soon. And just, as always, thanks for listening. Take care. The sun will shine. Another day. Another life. Another Play the game, it's win or lose, it's right or wrong, so you better choose what life's beneath it all.